Tell everyone the 202 rule. <laughs> this is super so, fun. So we were just talking about how, you know, a lot of people complain of like heartburn or gas or bloating after meals, and oftentimes it's because they're not chewing their food thoroughly. No, so no. Swallowing, you know, <laughs> large chunks of food that their body then has to do a lot of chemical yeah. digestion. Mm -hmm. And so if that food is not fully digested by the time it starts to enter the small intestine, then mm -hmm. you start to get that gas and bloating and yeah. reflux. So I was telling you guys, try chewing your food. I initially said try chewing it 30 times, yeah. and that for you guys was yeah. just like blew your minds. Yeah. But well, I, mean, I had, me, I, I have the two, done. I have the two chew roll. I have right? given like, the recommendation two hundred times. Two hundred times. The most I've ever done is a hundred. We did try it. We tried it at, while we were while we were on vacation in in Chicago. We did the two hundred, right? Yeah. And I got to about a hundred, maybe I got bored. five, and I was like, it's basically gone. <laughs> it's because yeah. as you're chewing, it just kind of like slowly creeps down your throat, and you have no more food. What's up guys, it's Kyle, and this is Coffee with Coach. I am here with Charlie, and we have a special guest. This is the first time ever we have had a special guest. This is Rachel, we've been friends for about three years, and uh, we just got back from the CrossFit Games. <laughs> As you can tell, uh, I've got the new Noble MSN, which means Madison, I had to ask that question what it meant, but we talked about having a special guest, a, uh, a dietitian. so this is her. I'm gonna have her explain what she does, what her business is, and go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so my name is Rachel Benight, and I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I'm also recently a certified personal trainer, very recent. Um, but I've been working as a dietitian for about four years now, and I have a master's in nutrition. And um, I just recently launched my own business, working specifically um, wanting to work with women, um, helping them what's learn. What's it called? So Nourished by Rachel is the name of my business, which you probably there we go, yeah. preface that. There if you want go. to find me, I have Instagram, social media. Um, but my main goal is to help women reach their specific health goals while also considering their hormones um, and not putting them on a fad um, short-term diet that's not going to get them lasting results. Very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. She's doing really well. What did you do about two months ago you started it out? Yeah, so it's been three months. Um, beginning of August, it was three months. Good. It's a pretty yeah. good launch so far. Yeah, it's good. been way beyond what I could have good. ever yeah. hoped. That's so cool. So yeah. uh, another thing here, we've obviously got uh, coffee. As you can tell, it's Coffee with Coach. Last week we had the Nitro version of this. This is that Stump Town. Last week's Nitro tore me up. I am super sensitive to caffeine, so this one hopefully is just a cold brew. Uh, we're gonna get that, you need help? <laughs> she didn't work out today. She, she didn't do those bicep curls. Yeah, yeah. We'll get a cheers here. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Yep. Like. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's good. Wow, that is yeah. actually really good. Uh, so where'd you find this? So this particular bottle I got from Whole Foods, same place that I got the uh, Nitro, um, but they have it around, I, I believe they even have it at Reese's here in town as well. It's actually really good. I love their branding, I love what they stand for, I love where they get their beans, I yeah. mean. And the coffee bottle, <clears throat> you can't beat that, that's a cool bottle. It is real yeah. good, Yeah, and that. it's really good for the planet. It is, it is. You can reuse these. Totally. I like them. They're out of All Oregon, right. so. Yep. All right, let's get started. Let's yep. get to, let's today's going to be a question and answer. So Charlie's yep. got a few questions we asked uh, throughout the week. If you have any further questions, go ahead and ask them uh, down in the comments or just reach out to us at any time and we can get Rachel in contact with you. Also, if you guys are wanting a little bit of her services, we'll put a link to that as well later here in the show notes. Yeah, so. yeah. So I get to be in the unique position to where I get to kind of speak from the viewer standpoint, the consumer we will, right? So um, I consider myself somebody that knows 
a decent amount. What I said earlier was somebody that knows enough to be dangerous, right? Um, however, I hold you guys up quite a bit higher with your knowledge, with your years of expertise, and then just you know, just overall, just knowledge, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna speak from that standpoint, and you guys are gonna answer in the layman's terms to get us to understand as easy as we can, and we're gonna segue into this that we're gonna start off. Both of you guys are gonna answer your opinions, and the first question is. How do we, as generalized consumers, navigate to through the internet's knowledge of so many fad diets, so many, uh, so much information on just eating and nutrition in general? So, sure. Rachel, let's start with you. Yeah, How would you? Yes, we're gonna put a two-minute timer on this. Oh gosh. Yep. So all of these questions uh, for those, we're gonna do rapid fire. We're gonna put a five minute on everything <laughs> so that we don't lose uh, that attention span. So if you want for more information, reach out to Coach K, reach out to Na uh, Rachel, and they can go in a little deeper. But timer starts at two minutes. How do you answer that question? So what I would first tell people is, if anyone's claiming to get you rapid, quick results, it's probably not gonna be something that you want to um, invest in because Honestly, any kind of diet or lifestyle change is a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. um, so that'd be the first piece of advice I would give. And then the second piece I would, of advice I would give is reaching out to a professional. Sure. I went to school for a reason is that so I could help people navigate these things. There are so many people online that are you know, giving false information um, who really aren't trained in nutrition. And everyone is so unique that everyone truly does take an individualized approach. Um, but then as far as, you know, maybe you don't want to hire a professional or you're not in a point in your life where you can hire a professional. What I would say is, um, you know, finding, I actually can link it in the, sh in the bottom here, but finding a macro calculator of some kind where you can actually determine how much food that you need to be eating each day. Um, and then based upon your lifestyle and how active you are, um, you know, how many carbs and protein and fat. Um, again, it's dependent on so many factors, but there are a lot of free tools out there that you can kind of walk through and that um, you, know, you can navigate on your own. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I would have to say about it. It's good one. I know. I know. Plenty, plenty okay. of time left. Yep. All right. We'll start and yours. For me, so uh, number one thing I always recommend is obviously find someone you can trust. Uh, you mm -hmm. can find a ton of people on the internet basically who have the results shown on their list, but I've seen a lot of the same pictures of the same people on different people's things. So there's a company out there that's basically taking like the marketing and they're just putting every same tool across the entire internet. So yeah. someone like, it could have been my results, but 15 people are claiming to have done that for that person. Sure. So it's finding someone you trust. Obviously in your close friends group, there's probably someone who knows somebody. Ask around, be like, um, you've gone to the gym before, do you know if that coach has any good results? So for me, here at Gemology, we've lost over 600, or not 600, we've lost over 6,000 pounds wow. in the past six years. And the main focus there hasn't always been the nutrition side, but it's the step to get them to that. So it would say they come in looking for the fitness side of it. We've done some challenges. Yeah. Um, the best thing for me, obviously, if, if you trust me, you're going to know that I'm not going to lead you astray. Mm -hmm. And so that's the number one thing is just trust. Yeah. Uh, so also, if you're like the, the BMR is basically what you were talking about, the, the macro counter, that one is, is based off a ton of different things. Uh, if you put your weight in, your height in, your lifestyle, you're going to get something. You can play around with that as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you can't find someone, you can't afford it, just do that. That's another, another uh, number one thing that I always recommend as well. Cool. Something I would add, because I still have 45 seconds. Yeah, 45 is, seconds to play uh, with. Is that if someone is trying to sell you a product, like a shake, 
or a fat burning yes. supplement. Um, it's probably too good to be true. We won't throw anybody yeah. under the bus right yeah. now. Just there. Just are called health coaches. Yes. <laughs> like, even for myself, like I am not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, but I know enough just through experience because I've been the, the change. I've done bodybuilding shows, I've done uh, sports like dieting, like I've done everything for performance, mm -hmm. and I've tested on myself. I was missing that. That leads me. If I was to interject, I didn't want to stop you guys, mm -hmm. but. Were you a bigger guy at any point? And by bigger, I don't mean bodybuilding. Were you a hefty, when I was husky young, guy? Yeah, when I was like right? in high school, I was a little chubby. Were you ever <laughs> a bigger person? I mean, I went through a chubby middle school phase, but no, I've actually, this is probably the biggest I've ever been in my life. The main reason that I bring this up is, is that when you guys are looking through and you talk about, you know, it's a, it, it, with anything, do your research, right? We just got tattoos. You're not just gonna go into some random place yeah. without looking at some stuff, right? You do your research, right? I feel like from a from a, a consumer standpoint, you kind of want somebody that's been through it at least themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of have a lot of that respect coming from Kyle, that even though you don't have those degrees behind there, mm -hmm. right? Like there's not those diplomas and things like that to show I went to school for it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You went through it yourself, mm -hmm. so there's an actual uh, you know, portfolio of work that yeah. worked exactly on your own yeah. body, right? Yeah. So I think that that, you know, when you're looking through all of these people's programs, hey, did they ever go through anything yeah. themselves, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of something to add yeah. from a consumer would be easy to do, I can, right? I can link, like, at one point, right now I weigh 185. <clears throat> I weighed 230 yeah. when I was bodybuilding. And so I cut down when I started doing more of the CrossFit and like Olympic lifting style stuff. I cut down to about 175, 180, mm -hmm. and I went back up to about 205. So I fluctuated a lot, and a lot of that has to do with the the way I, I trained, but it also had to do with which perform like performance diet basically. Mm -hmm. So right now, yeah. So yeah. I've been doing a modified RP diet for probably like six mm -hmm. months right now. That was just to lean out a little bit because we're going to the CrossFit games. I wanted to look a little bit better. Sure. But, uh, right now I'm starting to eat, so right now I've got cereal in the morning. I don't have the best diet, but I'm not as stressed and I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, cool. it's really funny. The two, I can, I'm going to link a picture of that. Two, 230 Kyle to 195 Kyle. I'll Our transformations lately have been insane. Like yeah, uh, we did Aaron's just Aaron's, not long yeah. ago. And, Aaron, and if anybody uh, doesn't know her, she's a little bit more on the private side, but once you get to know her, once she lets you in, her story is insane to me. Uh, it's, the, it's the reason why I like her up there. Yeah, we've got Eric. We've got Whitney. We, I mean, we have so many. I mean, look at Thomas's. Thomas's that just posted up the other day. I didn't know that guy prior to here. And then yeah. when he posted that one up the other day, I almost didn't even know who the guy was yeah. posting. So yeah. we've got some cool stories. Well, so. and mine is on the opposite end. You yeah. know, I went from 120 pounds with little toothpick legs, running, you know, long distance, and probably not eating near enough, mm. having no muscle, to being 20 pounds heavier, lifting a lot more weight, mm. um, and having a whole lot more self-confidence. So, mm. you know, it, it What was made, the time frame that you did that? Uh, it was about a five-year time period. It wasn't ever intentional yeah. until until so recently. was that, because uh, we've been friends for about three years, mm -hmm. were you, you were still doing marathon training when Yeah, when met? I started CrossFit, okay, yeah. yeah. So you started CrossFit, what was that, about Two. winter time, 2016-ish, uh -huh. something yep. like that? Okay. The winter fluff. Yes. And yep. so then you just started being athletic, so you remember your first competition, like where you are from then to oh, the day. Oh my goodness, it's, mm. yeah, yeah, night and day. Like now you're already athlete. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. How cool is that? Well, and mine is not so much uh, the same, you know, everybody wants that. I feel like the, the general public and the world and everybody, when we talk about fitness, we always go to losing weight mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the biggest thing that, I mean, 
realistically, the world is overweight and Oklahoma is overweight and, and I mean, obesity yeah. is, is there, right? But I'm gonna speak from the people that are from the skinny side, right? All my life I was skinny and I know everybody will say, you know, oh, you can have some of my weight, you know, like how many times have we heard that yeah, yeah. growing up? Get that boy a sandwich. Yes. I can eat you under the table. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's not the issue. The what issue is, is right I'm, I'm <laughs> right. If you would have taken a look at my insides, That's what the energy was level was probably not there. Mm -hmm. I, I know it wasn't there, right? Yeah. I, my insides were just yeah. awful. So I'm skinny fat, you know, those things like that. I could never break 150 at my most unhealthy, you know what I mean? So to say that you could just throw anything and everything in your body and how are you not fat by these... I am burning off more than I'm putting in. The calories didn't match up. The proteins definitely didn't. Veggies were nowhere to be seen, and they're still not there, right? <laughs> but we still have that that struggle of gaining weight, also for so those of people. And I'm not. I'm not. I but know that that's that angle. Since being at Gemology, yeah. and this is like a this is a shout out to Gemology. For the first time ever in my life, shortly after joining Gemology. I gained weight. Mm -hmm. I gained healthy weight. I put on the muscle that I needed, and I was doing I was doing the workouts. But my approach to working out was, if I sweat, I put in a, I put in good work. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is stupid now, right? I mean, we we can sweat we can all yeah, well, exactly, right? But you know, I'm in an AC gym and all these kind of things. So I told myself all yeah. of these deals. But now, for the first time, I'm at a good weight. And, and so those of us that are skinny, we have our struggles. So I don't want to put those on the same level that if you're obese, you're losing weight is harder in these and this. But we do, there are two sides to both of these healthy lifestyles that Definitely. we talk about. So cool. Well, we'll move on um, to the next one is um, what are things to eat to get hormones in balance? And I know Women. This is coming, speaking specifically to the women's side, and you just recently post posted something on your page. So if you're not following she, her yet, she launched a we'll new do program this one. for yes. women. I did, yeah. So we're gonna put five minutes up on her okay, clock here. Good, good amount of time. Yes. Five minutes. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I would say is when we're talking about hormones, I'm assuming that this um, question is coming. Um, in regards to like sex hormones like estrogen and testosterone and progesterone because um, specifically those are hormones that women you know are having imbalances imbalances in but we also have to consider that we do have thyroid hormones and we have insulin and we have cortisol so all of those hormones are going to influence so i don't want to interrupt but yeah. mm -hmm. knowing who this was mm -hmm. comes from thyroid issues okay so that could be more directed towards that but as a general you go ahead like okay. you did hit that on, on the head yeah yeah so the way that we approach um, all of those things is going to be a little bit different when it comes to nutrition, but the very first thing I would say, and um, that's the same across the board, is making sure that you're eating enough. And I would say with women, that's the biggest downfall I see is we're in this culture of, you know, eat less, exercise more, you know, really push your body to the limits and don't give it very much food so you can lose weight, but that really is causing a lot more harm to a per uh, person's metabolism in the long run. And my interjection here would very simply would also be not eating enough, but on top of that, eating the quality yep. that and you need as well. Right so, okay, yeah. cool. So, you know, we live in a very diet-centered world, and so we think, especially for women, we think 1,200 calories a day, and then I need to go to the gym on top of that, and so what ends up happening is we're sending our body a signal of danger. So our body senses, okay, I'm not getting enough food, so in response, I'm gonna slow down your metabolism in order to 
keep myself from from starving basically. Mm -hmm. And then it holds on to all the food that we do give it and it's not letting go of it for energy. And so the very, very first thing I would say to someone is make sure you're eating enough. So you can use like a macro tool like the one I'm gonna link in um, on the notes here, but then track your food for a week and see how much you're actually getting. And then beyond that, look at the breakdown of carbs to fats to protein. So when it comes to balancing hormones, if you're not giving your body enough protein and healthy fats, and enough carbohydrates, then you're going to have blood sugars that are going up and down all day, um, which is going to really throw your thyroid off. And so, um, same goes with your sex hormones. If you're not giving your body enough carbohydrates to produce your sex hormones, then you're going to notice changes in your menstrual cycle for a female, mm -hmm. um, or you're going to you know, feel really tired when you try to you know go to the gym. And so. Definitely. That was my next question is, is that listening to these, so when we, when we talk about those sex hormones, we're not just talking about our sex drive, our right. wanting to have sex kind of a thing. We're also just talking about energy levels, is mm -hmm. this correct, mm -hmm. right? So I know that you've got two minutes, but listening to this, my question would be after you would talk and if you're talking to me directly, I would say, well, well Rachel, that's all good, I know I need to look at my thyroid, I need to look at these things, these are obviously affecting, but prior to me reaching out to you, what would some signs be to tell me that I need to actually think about that this? That is a really great, great question. So definitely one of the first one I would say is look at your sleep. Are you sleeping through the night? Yeah, or are you waking, waking up frequently? If you have a lot of disturbed sleep, then that's a sign that you're getting a surge of cortisol in the middle of the night. And so cortisol is that stress hormone that sends our body the signal, hey, something's not right. Cool. So are you sleeping well? And that could then, actually be, because she has a one-year-old child now, so she's yeah. not getting as much sleep as she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's Stress also due to work, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah, okay. and you know, if you have a child at home, that's obviously going to disturb your sleep. Um, but then how are you feeling during the day? Are you feeling well rested would be another one. Um, are you having that mid-afternoon, like, I want to take a nap at my desk? Um, that's going to another, be another sign of, you know, blood sugar imbalances. So those would be, your energy levels would be one sure. sign I would look at. And then I'll also look at, you know, is your hair falling out? Are your nails, I know this is a weird one, but look at your nails. Are they brittle and um, do they break easily? So that's a sign that you're not getting the nutrition that you need. Same with your hair. Um, are you pooping every day? I know that sounds crazy, but as your metabolism slows down, everything slows down. So you might be more constipated. So that's a sign your thyroid might be lower than you want it to be. Um, those would be, oh, another one I would say is, are you absolutely exhausted after you work out? Um, working out really should be energizing to your body. It shouldn't be something that you're waking up or you're finishing and just feeling completely drained. Are you recovering well? If you're feeling sore after every workout, you know, there's a certain level of soreness that you that's good and productive for your body, but if yeah. you feel like you got ran over by a train, it's probably a sign that you're not eating enough. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Definitely. So, um, one thing I was, that was right on five minutes, but yeah. one thing that you said was that 1,200 calories, like, and that's barely eating. So, right, it's like a baby's. Yeah, I was about to say, a 1,200 calorie, like, the zone diet, when I was taking my first, like, L1 with CrossFit, like I was doing the math for that, and mm -hmm. me as a 195 pound man was supposed to be somewhere around like 1,500 calories, that's and that's enough for maybe like two meals for me. I feel like, yeah. and there are people that are like, oh, I'm getting about 1,200 calories a day, and explain a little bit more like how that would go. Like, what should someone be eating like calorie wise? Um, like may maybe based on weight. Like if yeah. it's 250 pound woman. Uh, looking to lose weight like what would you recommend for them 
like how would you mm -hmm. make the math to whatever calorie count you would? So normally I use like a, a tool um, where I actually input the numbers, but I would say just basing it off of that, you know, 250 pounds, if they're wanting to lose weight, I would say they wouldn't, you know, want to go much under 1600. You know, I would even start them off at probably like 2000 calories, get a baseline, okay. yep. um, you know, with just a very even distribution of fats to carbs to um, Definitely. protein. Definitely. And then once we kind of set that baseline, depending on, you know, let's monitor their weight, monitor how they're feeling, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Depending on how that's going, then we'll probably decrease that just a little bit. But I would never suggest that anyone ever go below that basal metabolic rate that we mentioned yeah, earlier. Definitely. So it's her, let's say this 250 pound woman, like her basal metabolic rate is probably somewhere around 14 to 1500 calories. Mm -hmm. So that's how many calories she needs just to sustain life. Yeah. If she's just chilling. Yeah, so mm -hmm. she's just laying on the couch all day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would never suggest that someone go below that number because that's when your metabolism is going to start getting messed up. Yeah. So. Okay. Like, how many meals a day? Like, I always recommend, like, for the people that are hitting hard workouts all the time, like, obviously, um, for me, I'm working out twice a day right now, mm -hmm. like, five, six days a week. I am eating about five meals, and two of those are shakes. So, like, they're pretty hefty shakes. Mm -hmm. uh, what would you recommend someone who's like maybe working out three, four days a week, um, hour-long sessions, like meals and shakes? What would you recommend? So I would say at least you know three meals a day for mm -hmm. sure. Definitely. I mean, if you're active, you know the topic of like intermittent fasting mm -hmm. or fasting is really popular. Which is what I'm getting into right now. Yeah, and so fasting overnight can be really beneficial. It's a topic you know for a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's, a, that's a big yeah. topic. We could totally that's get into that. Podcast. But I would say fasting during the day is going to be a little bit more detrimental to you. Um, again, just because of your blood sugar issues. Yes. Or, so having definitely starting your day with breakfast, um, and then I recommend four to five meals a day. Mm -hmm. um, so they don't have to be solid like, meals. Um, no, they can be liquid meals. Okay. It's really just up to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people like the the convenience of a shake. I I yeah, like shakes personally. I love shakes. Absolutely favorite. And you can throw it. When I hear liquid shake, I just think of everybody putting like their greens and their chicken and okay. their rice. And <laughs> I, I used to have a client who did that. Uh, he literally no, would blend up no. his, <laughs> his quinoa, his chicken, his carrots. Thanksgiving and a, broth, Thanksgiving and a shake. Like, like One time he drank it in front of me and I was no, about no. to <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, the shakes are my favorite. Honestly, like I'll drink like one after I work out. Like I'll go home, blend up some huge shake. Absolutely amazing. There's a ton of calories in it. Yeah. But then I'll eat like 20 minutes later because I'm hungry again. Because I feel like is there a difference between solid meals and shakes on digestion? Definitely. Okay. So yeah. obviously the liquid's gonna digest like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so fiber. Yeah. Fiber takes a long time to digest, and even if you add fiber to your shake, yep. you have already digested it. Mm -hmm partially by blending it. Yeah. So you're doing the mechanical stuff that your body would naturally This reminds do. me of our conversation, the 200 chew rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell, tell everyone the 200 chew rule. <laughs> this is super so, fun. So we were just talking about how, you know, a lot of people complain of like heartburn or gas or bloating after meals, and oftentimes it's because they're not chewing their food thoroughly. No, so no. swallowing, you know, <laughs> large chunks of food that their body then has to do a lot of chemical yeah. digestion. Mm -hmm. and so. If that food is not fully digested by the time it starts to enter the small intestine, then mm -hmm. you start to get that gas and bloating and yep. reflux. So I was telling you guys, try chewing your food. I initially said try chewing it 30 times, yeah. and that for you guys was yeah. just like blew your minds. Yeah. But well, I, mean, I had for me, I, I have the two I have the two chew roll. I had right? given like, the recommendation two hundred. Two hundred times. times. The most I've ever done is a hundred. We it did try it. We tried it at, while we were while we were on vacation in in Chicago. Oh, we did the two hundred right. Yeah. And, 
I got to about 100, maybe I got 85, bored. and I was like, it's basically gone. It's Because yeah. as you're chewing, it just kind of like slowly creeps down your throat and you have no more food. But you, you think about it, it, that's yeah. like that much less that your body has Definitely, to do. Yeah. So it's basically a shake. And you just, exactly. You just, uh, what is it, Vitamix your food in your mouth. Yeah. You don't even have to pay $400 for a Vitamix. I know. You just did it. That is a great point. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have issues with bloating or gas or heartburn you know, after meals, mm -hmm. um, I would say one of the best things that you can start doing is chewing more and then also just sitting, making sure you're in a relaxed environment when you eat. Yeah. So we could also do the flip side of that exact same question. So I, I, that Kyle's question to you of somebody that's working out multiple times and and is is following sounds like they're following some sort of a plan. They have feel like they have the tools there, right? You're 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 in that mindset. Let's go to the opposite side of that, which I feel like that's kind of the twenty percent. Let's do what I feel like is more of the majority. If I sit behind a desk all day, I'm in an office. I maybe I don't get to get up and walk around as much as I'd like to. Mm -hmm. I'm not working out as much as Kyle maybe would be, thirty minutes if, if at all. I don't have yeah those kind of a things. What would your answer to me of how do I combat the same type of mentality that you would say towards this person of to somebody that gives you these excuses of I don't work out as much. I sit behind a desk. I don't have, and we can come up with all kinds of excuses. That's, that might be a whole other yeah. podcast in itself, right? I'll just give you a five-minute <laughs> five rant as why you shouldn't have uh, of, of why the uh, Of the excuses, but I can throw out all these excuses. Do How do you combat minute. my <laughs> excuses and saying that yeah, I can equally get something very close to this? Yeah. What, would you, what would that answer be? Nutrition number one. That's what exactly what I was about to say. Like, Obviously, fitness is like super important for various you know, cardiovascular health, yeah. bone health. Um, and I love fitness, so I'm not dogging it, but nutrition is so much more important when it comes to like body composition. Yeah. So if you're going to, if you are wanting to lose weight or if you're wanting, I, mean, I would say losing weight is like probably the main thing that- you know, Sedimentary lifestyle, yeah. 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 Right? we're sitting behind the desk. Yeah. Sure. Very um, rarely will someone come up to me, hey, I want to gain weight. Like yeah. if yeah. they do, like it's, it's the ones that kind of want to do it for a competitive sport or mm -hmm. just, some people maybe come from a bad like past of like maybe um, eating disorder. yes, eating disorders. Sure, sure. That's more along the lines of it would be a psychologist. I wanted to, I wanted to, I came in wanting to gain yes, weight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. there's you, that. You weren't to the extreme of like. Sure. Uh, I could I could run a 5K if I needed yes. to. Yeah. Things of that nature. Yeah. So the sport mm -hmm. background. But, yeah. Right. Sure. So what I would tell them is first thing I would do is I would look at what they're currently eating and see you know what you know changes that we can make, but. Um, my recommendations for someone who's not active are going to be much different. So the amount of carbohydrates that I'm going to recommend to someone who's sitting behind a desk is probably going to be lower, mm -hmm. and I'm going to recommend higher fat and higher protein. But Rachel carbs are bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> they are bad. Like, gosh. So bad. you know, I actually used to be more of a prom like a promoter of the ketogenic diet. And no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, and um, but what I realized is how you know yes it's going to get people quick results because and what's interesting is carbohydrates and this might be a little bit sciencey but i'm going to say it anyway go for it so for every gram of carbohydrate that you consume your body holds on to three times the amount of water mm -hmm. as fat so whenever you drop carbs from your diet you lose water weight very quickly yeah, so mm -hmm. you might notice if someone has a ketogenic diet they lose 10 pounds mm -hmm in a week, but that's because they're losing a lot of water. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, even if you were like first two weeks of like, if we do like a six week program, of course that first week or two, people are like, we could have like 10 people and combined we could lose like a couple hundred pounds is because mm -hmm. the water weight. Yeah. Same I'm glad weight. that you guys both 
hit on this exact same thing because as you guys are here, I, I'm still engaged in the conversation, but I actually came up with another question in my head as we're in talking about that on the fly. Mm -hmm. And and I've had uh, actual, so I used to coach and, and teach kickboxing uh, competitively and uh, for fitness, right? And so we would have point sparring and we'd have like the competitive side, which would be no different than us teaching our competitors, right, to go to comps. And then we have our general population classes here as well. So I have a little bit of this and we would have these people come in for the fitness side of kickboxing and they'd say, okay, hey, this is my starting weight. And we don't have to do the check-ins thing. They're just doing it for their personal gain. We don't have, we're not checking in like we would be for you know, personal training, right? But we'd come in with these and they would be so ecstatic right off the bat, the very first week that they would come in, and they'd lose 23 pounds. And I mean, they're coming in with that high. That next week, that, that weight loss that they had, it went to three pounds. Yeah. Right? They're, they're still excited. There's, yes. Which we've talked about that, like how to keep people, uh, like building them up, empowering them, lifting them up yeah. to the point like you're not going to see that every week. Like the first week's obviously huge. Sure, 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 sure. It just went from eating McDonald's every day to eating uh, more healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Your uh, water intake went up. Everything's like getting a little bit better. You're flushing the toxins out of your body. I would also say your adrenaline is higher because yeah. of energy level. Yeah. Sure. No, well, just like adrenaline and like the fact that you're making all these changes, and so I think your body responds to that rush mm -hmm. in adrenaline by. So I had, I had. You guys have so many more like really cool like you know positive stories of people checking in with you but i had this one guy specifically and i'll tell the story as quickly as possible you have 45 seconds I, yeah no <laughs> i I'm, not, I'm the narrator i have no time limit you guys are just on on the gun but so 45 second story would be that the guy came in and he was very excited and he said hey i'm taking your kickboxing fitness class to lose my weight because I went to the doctor said that I'm not only overweight, but my blood pressure is super like through the roof. I'm, I'm on my meds. He says I have to do something or I, I'm going to be diabetic. I'm going to do all these things, right? Long story short, he's losing these weights. So he is in this exact same example. And I always think back to this guy specifically that he was on this high. He was writing the deal. 23 pounds, boom, right off mm -hmm. the bat. Then it was 15 pounds. Then it was three pounds. Then it was zero pounds. Then it was gain. And then it was lost three. So he, he went in on this deal. It was up here. And then he's here. And then he's just da -da 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 -da, And he got very discouraged. The part that he was forgetting about that it's not the high example the 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 lack you know it was like the glitz and the glam of side of things is that what he failed to focus on was the fact that he was off his blood pressure meds mm -hmm. his cholesterol was as low as it had ever been his visible what he could physically see what other people could see of him my my waist was smaller my i'm like hey it's still right here i mean my, my gut is still there why is it's not happening and i i would always have to constantly remind him that internal change. Yeah, how how do you feel? You know, he. I would. I would always ask him, "How do you feel?" And that was completely different. But to, but him in those moments, that was irrelevant because that wasn't the glamorous side. Mm -hmm. So what would you guys say to answer to those people that get in that discouraging moment to kind of uplift and that my physical appearance isn't changing? How do we how do we get those guys excited? Yeah. Yeah, so this is why we put that flag up there. Mm -hmm. Like when we left for the CrossFit Games last week. I had this banner that says why. Yep. So when I came back, I was like, I want every single person in here to write down why they started working out. I wrote down mine was the battle of anxiety and depression. Sure. And so when I got back, there was multiples of those. Mm -hmm. So I can look at so-and-so and be like, yo, me too. Yep. And so that helps me because, hey, I've got somebody else here. We can keep each other accountable. Yep. And then you also have a coach 
that knows exactly why they started and they can build them up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, some people wanted to get off their blood pressure medications, like Robbie. Uh, even myself, I've gotten off blood pressure medications when I was 230. It was a ton of water weight. Sure. I was holding a lot of water and causing my heart rate to be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what finding someone that can relate to you yep. and you're not in it alone because your coach not may may not know exactly how you feel, but someone else might and you can be there together. It's just like in church, like you're building each other up in smaller communities. Yeah. That's how it is. Like we have a very close close community here. Uh, if someone's struggling, we definitely lift them up. If someone yeah. says, hey, I need help, every single one of us come together. I like that's it. That's how it is. Rach? Yeah, so what I always tell my clients um, whenever they're in that place of, you know, I'm just not, I'm at a point where I've hit a plateau, and what I always remind them is health is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. And any sustainable lifestyle change is going to take time. Um, but then also, you know, piggybacking off of what Kyle said is um, I help them identify the why beyond just weight loss. Like, why are you doing this? Are you doing it so that you can, you know, have, play with your kids? Or are you doing it so oh, you can, yeah. you know, not feel like you're going to fall asleep during your meetings, you know, but really like meaningful things of why are you losing weight and help them see beyond just the physical because, mm -hmm. and I remind them like, this is, it's just a shell that we live in. Um, and there's so much more to life than just the, totally. the physical body. Yeah, it is. Well, just like what Kyle was mentioned on, and, and we'll move on to a different one. The last thing that I, I have to say is, it's kind of the catapult to what yours is, is that you never know how your story will affect somebody else or help them not necessarily affect them but yeah help them if you went through something traumatic in your life it's going to be very difficult to talk about right but you never know that the somebody that's back squatting next to you it went through but is going through that same thing and you're you're a closed off person you know maybe you dealt with drugs maybe you dealt with anxiety maybe you're dealing with that and we, we live to close off kind of a thing. Yeah. So I, I want to promote the idea that tell somebody your story somewhere, sometime. Mm -hmm. And you effect. never know. Yeah. Yep. So I look at it like, I can't remember who put it up there, but there's like four or five of them on that board. And I just went up and talked to them. And I was like, yo, me too. That's all it is. Yeah. It's like we, we can relate. And they look at me like, I try as obviously a coach. You cannot put that front up there because you have to put energy out. You've got to be on it. You have to be on your game or else people don't come because they come here for a good hour. They want the best hour of their day being the ones when they come to the gym. And I can't be like, oh. Well, there's been times, so I know for a fact this has been said to you. It's been said to Whitney. It's been said to Aaron. Like, our girls that are amazing in this that you guys have put. Yes, intimidating, right? They don't know where you came from. Mm -hmm. They don't know where Aaron came from. They didn't, until recently, they didn't know her transformation. They forget that Whitney went through this. They forget that Aaron and Whitney both have kids sometimes. Yeah. I mean, especially the newer ones that kind of come in. They don't know your back, you know, your backside story. Like those muscles didn't crap. come. Those muscles I'm didn't come overnight, right? Yeah. So well, you're you know, right. The thing for me is like I didn't get into. I didn't want to become a dietitian because I wanted a six pack. Mm -hmm. I found my interest in food because I wanted to find, use food as a way to help combat my mental health because I did, I've struggled with anxiety since I was, I mean since I was a child, but I was on, on an antidepressant for over 12 years and I wanted to see if there was another way. So are you off your meds now? So it's a long story, I'm actually about to make a blog post about it. I was off my meds for about two years, mm -hmm. um, was very anti-medication, um, was very adamant that I was going to use food to heal my body. And while I've learned so much about how food can heal my body, I finally realized I was being very prideful okay. and how much I need it. Honestly, how much how much better I feel with medication and how really 
conventional medicine and taking a natural approach can really merge um, together. You don't have to do one. I'm excited to read this one. Yeah, I'm excited to read yeah. this one. So okay. more of a holistic approach you were trying to go through? Yeah, I was trying to, so, okay. yeah, just use food to. Yeah. I can't do I got one, I got, a, I got a good final question and it's gonna touch base on that one. Yeah. So yeah. we're gonna switch gears just a little bit. And five minute right here. <laughs> that's right, it turned into a marathon. Uh, <laughs> We had another last, this will be the last kind of like uh, question that we had that, that ride, rotors, riders, rotors, Rotus. you know how it works. <laughs> uh, so we had a viewer write in and they wanted to touch on leaky gut. Yeah. So yeah. there's been times where I know, and especially those of us that, again, we drink coffee, it affects us a little bit, especially in the morning. So how do you, the question itself is, is when you have leaky gut, what is the best thing to start eating? Now I want to kind of broaden that a little bit and how do you just in generalize combat eating gut and the, or uh, leaky gut and also maybe start by kind of telling us what it is in yeah. the first place so five minutes on starting now so first thing I want to explain is what is leaky gut it's definitely a like buzzword right now in the health world mm -hmm. um, and I feel like a lot of people are using it as a way to make money and sell products sure but leaky gut is an actual Thing that happens and so the medical term it's called intestinal permeability but basically you can think of our gut as um, a barrier between what we ingest what we are exposed to bacteria chemicals toxins food um, and our immune system so about 80% of our immune system is outside um, of our GI tract so if the gut is leaky or damaged and that immune system get exposed to whatever passes through so I like to think of it as like pantyhose. So if you think about pantyhose, if you were to fill up those pantyhose with water, water's gonna leak through. So the gut is similar in that it's permeable enough that things can pass through, but those junctions or those cells in the small intestine are also small enough that only small things should pass through. So bacteria is not gonna pass through. Food protein shouldn't pass through. But that netting or the pantyhose, if let's say you get a tear in your pantyhose, well now large things are gonna pass through. So you can think of the gut in the same way. The large molecules like bacteria, chemicals we're exposed to, food proteins that aren't supposed to be in the bloodstream are now leaking through and the immune system is exposed. So then what you get is a merit of, of symptoms like headaches, joint pain, GI issues, skin breakouts. Um, I mean, those are all potential signs of leaky gut. I would say the majority of Americans have some level of leaky gut um, just because of our food supply, how much pesticides are on our food, and the antibiotics that we're, you know, we take on such a regular basis, like they're, you know, candy. Yep. Um, so that's what leaky gut is, and that's kind of how leaky gut develops. Um, and then to answer your question on, you know, how do we... Is it reversible? Yes, definitely. You can okay. totally heal your gut. I would say, it, living in our modern world, you have to be extremely conscientious of your gut health in order to keep it healthy. Um, but I would say one of the biggest contributors to leaky gut is stress. And so if we're stressing about Everybody. leaky gut, then it's gonna make it even worse. So you have to find a balance. Um, so, you know, so when it comes to diet with leaky gut, I would say rather than focusing, yes, there are foods that are gonna help fix it, but I would also say, let's look at what foods are gonna contribute to that leaky gut or to inflammation in the gut. Yeah. One of the biggest ones over and over is pesticides. So. Yeah. You know, I think eventually we might talk about gluten, um, but 
there is definitely a lot of debate and research is it, is it the gluten that's causing the leaky gut or is it the pesticides that are sprayed on the wheat? Because if you go to other countries, like Italy, you're not seeing, yeah, people can have gluten over there and not have issues with it. And so the vast majority of wheat within the United States is, is treated very heavily with pesticides. And so I would say, you know, trying your best to do organic when possible. Um, and then, you know, if you are gonna do gluten, I would say doing um, doing it not on a regular basis and also maybe trying to find ones that are lower in gluten, like a sourdough bread. Um, but then when it comes to gut nourishing foods, it's gonna be things like fiber, so fruits and vegetables, you know, healthy fats that are gonna be anti-inflammatory like fish and avocado and nuts and seeds, lean proteins, you know, it's not like this magical like eat this to heal the gut. Yeah, it's like eat whole real food um, you know, maybe eat some probiotic foods like sauerkraut or yogurt, um, pickled vegetables, making sure you're getting prebiotics. So prebiotics are going to be the food for probiotics. So that's going to be your sweet potatoes, your root vegetables. Um, so again, it's not some magic formula. It's really eating whole foods and keeping the junk and the crap out. Yeah. So um, let's say um, somebody wants to, obviously they want to know what to eat. Uh, they basically need to know how to eat like the right things obviously so mm -hmm. is it Stefan does he have that or did he have that yeah so so I would say there are definitely cases where your level of, of gut damage can be a lot more severe and so when I work with my clients if I feel like they would benefit from doing stool testing mm -hmm. then literally you poop in like a little hot dog tray for me. Yeah. I mean, not in front of me, of course. <laughs> um, but you send off your poop to a lab, they analyze it, they send me the results, and I actually can see how much bacteria, good and bad, is there fungal overgrowth, mm -hmm. are there parasites, you know, what level of digestive function do you have, and I can see all of those things, yeah. and that really helps me tailor my recommendations to the person. So, and so there are cases for sure where it takes a little bit, you have yeah. to take more of an extreme approach. Have you had some pretty good success with clients for it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I had a client who was having, she has ulcerative colitis, so basically mm -hmm. that's, um, it's an autoimmune disease within the gut, but yeah. severely he gut, was having diarrhea, mucus, mm -hmm. blood, almost every day, was on steroids in order to combat that. Um, worked with me for about six months, and she's at a point now, she's off her steroid cream, is having a daily normal bowel movement, no mucus, no blood. Yes. Um, but it did take some pretty intensive. So what was like the first thing that you, had, like you probably did a stool sample with her. What was like some of the, the first steps that you did for her to get her into like progress? So the first thing we did was we actually did food sensitivity testing, which is yep. a pretty controversial issue or topic in the health world. Mm -hmm. Um, so we identified some foods that were causing inflammation for her. We removed those and included the foods that she could have um, just to get inflammation down. And then we, I analyzed her stool test results and we look at, um, she did have a, she had a pretty significant parasite. So we used herbal, what are called herbal antimicrobials. So it's basically like antibiotic, but herbal. So it's natural, it's not going to wipe out all the good bacteria. Um, so that was the first step was killing off the the parasite and some of the bad bacteria that she had overgrown. Um, and then we went back through and repopulated with good bacteria. So the bacteria that's gonna help fight off inflammation and 
Um, so is that like a supplement of good bacteria or where So we did this? use a probiotic supplement, yes. Okay. I don't always recommend probiotic supplements to people. It just mm -hmm. kind of, again, depends on them as an individual. It yes. might be that I say, hey, you need to start eating sauerkraut every day or mm -hmm. you need to start eating yogurt every Sounds day. disgusting. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so good. <laughs> oh, sauerkraut on certain things, yes. I'd be a real, <laughs> I'd be a real tough customer. I mean, I like it. But sauerkraut. But so sauerkraut. You just reminds me, I need a beer with the sauerkraut. <laughs> so that's one thing I would say, you know, you asked, we talked about what foods might be good or bad. Alcohol is going to be, mm -hmm. especially beer, is going to be one of the okay, worst Okay, I'm glad things you brought that up. This is a question I just wrote it down because it brings us back to the hormone question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this person, I know on a very, 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 very personal level, uh, does drinking affect your hormones because they do this a lot? Mm -hmm. This person One, who could it be? Yes. <laughs> they so, enjoy it. But they yeah. and they I don't blame you. My husband loves to drink. Yeah, I like we've been beer. working on his hormones for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Five minutes, go! Yeah. Alright, this is another five minutes. This is a good, th I mean, honestly, this is a big effect. We have a handful yeah. of people that we yeah. know drink, right? So, yeah. about 100% yeah. of the clients here will go out and have beers. It's fine, but does it affect your hormones? Sure. To a certain extent. Yeah, so I would say for females, um, alcohol is going to affect your sex hormones. So it's going to keep you, it's going to put more of a burden on your liver. So obviously your liver is what breaks down alcohol or um, metabolizes it. Um, and so it actually makes your body, it makes it harder for you to metabolize the hormone estrogen. Um, and estrogen, we want it obviously, but we don't want it in large amounts. And so estrogen is going to cause more of that difficulty losing weight, maybe heavy periods for women. Um, painful periods can be another one. So yeah, I mean, definitely you could say there's an indirect effect on estrogen with alcohol. And then I would also say oftentimes alcohol is going to be much higher in calories just per gram of alcohol. That's seven, right? Yeah, so seven grams or seven calories per gram of alcohol. And most of us, when we drink are going to have more than a drink. Oh, yeah. And so I think if you can do it in moderation, and when I say moderation, I don't mean a glass a night. I'm saying like maybe a glass a week, if that. Um, I think that is is a reasonable amount. Um, but if you're really working on or wanting to work on healing your gut, which again, gut health and hormones go hand in hand, because if your gut's unhealthy, then your hormones are going to be out of balance. That's true. Then um, Consistency would be a biggest key word. Yeah, definitely. Not going on, you know, binges of alcohol. Sure. Um, so would you say like? And I would say beer would be the one. The one alcohol I would say I just wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't do much of. Yeah. So a glass of wine a night, or a binge, both of those obviously they add up. Mm -hmm. So if someone were to not drink all week, but they drink once a week, how does does that still affect them? I mean, it still affects them. I would say to an extent, mm -hmm. but I think. I, I mean, I, we have to make recommendations to people that are reasonable for them to actually implement, yeah. you know? And so if I were to tell someone never to have wine again, mm -hmm. like they probably wouldn't want to work with me. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So I'm usually saying if it's a special event or um, if you, you know, just don't make it an everyday thing. Don't make yeah. it a habit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a good place to stop for the day. My last um, little silly question would be, do you believe in crystals? Crystals. Oh, that, that whole like woo woo. <laughs> no, I mean I think it's I honestly don't know like a ton about it, but there are a few like people I follow. What's your astrological sign? <laughs> I have no idea. You know your sign? 
I have no I'm idea what my sign is. I'm you don't a, know? No, I really don't. Uh, I don't. I, would, I, I don't yours? know. I, mine's, I'm a, a Scorpio. I'm a fire. Is it man. based on your birthday? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, you know, February. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. I don't get into it. I just know I'm a Leo and I'm a tiger or a lion and I'm a fire sign. Have you ever burned yourself on bath bombs? <laughs> I've never burned myself, no, but I have taken a bath in, I put peppermint essential oil, which is the stupidest mm -hmm. thing you could ever do, yeah. in my bath, and I put uh, like five drops. You burn yourself. Literally, when I got out, it felt like my skin was on fire, and it uh, stayed like that for probably two hours. Just uh, yourself in olive oil at that point. What's your Enneagram? Oh, okay. I don't know that either. Enneagram, girl. I'm a three. What are you? I'm a two. Tier two? I'm a two. I'm a three. I'm an entertainer. So. So, <laughs> we'll end on a couple of things. There's a couple of topics that we didn't get into, which is gluten. We didn't touch on that mm -hmm. one. Um, there's two other ones that go back and look at. This is a, a shout out to her Instagram page. Um, I know a lot of it nourished was on. By Rachel. Yes, nourished by, nourished by Rachel. By Rachel. Mm -hmm. So go go check her her nourished page out for that. Like yeah. And I'm not referring to breastfeeding. Like. <laughs> <laughs> there's two topics on there that you covered on there that we we just don't have time for today, but I think are amazing, especially with like summer winding down. I knew that this really would have been a great one to touch on prior, but is eating on the go mm -hmm. while you're on vacation and things like, like that. But also um, the, the one that was was. Uh, how do you combat, again, we talked about the leaky gut and stuff while you're on vacation. So taking those things uh, on trips, yeah. how do you eat properly when you're away from your normal kitchen and things like that. So there's a bunch of those really cool topics that you touch on that we didn't get a chance to, to go on. Just another here, reason so. for me to come back on here. That's right. Cool. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, if you guys like this episode, hit subscribe so you can get the next one. Also follow Rachel yep. at Nourished by Rachel. She doesn't have a YouTube channel yet, but we're going to be working on that because she has a lot of good information. Uh, if you guys want her back, which I want her back on the show, yep. uh, just go ahead and comment, like, say, hey, I've got some questions for you. We can answer them through that in the next podcast. So uh, like I said, this is Coffee with Coach. I am Coach. This is Charlie. That is Rachel. And goodbye. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. See you next time.